Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about jokes they can't get to work. Uh, as always, I'm joined on the Zoom by Producer Joel. Hello, Mark. Here he is. How's it going, Producer Joel? It's going really well. Presenter we Mark. Presenter Mark. Is that my... Oh, it does you a disservice, though, because you are, you know, a comedian as well. You think and that's yeah, kind of you the, th- main, you think the main present- thrust? I, that, that, I think that is my main thrust. I think you're right. I've often mm. thought that's my main thrust. Have you have you seen uh, <laughs> that? There's that new TV show coming to ITV2 where reality TV stars try their hand oh, at stand-up. Comedy news. Comedy news. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. So, yeah, reality TV stars giving comedy a crack. Mm. What? Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen so many comedians like tweet about it swearing yeah it's it's not it's no work for us why why are they giving it to these (laughs) idiots also i was thinking and they're not gonna be very good but let's let's take the audience will isn't there a a problem that the audience will sort of know and like them and be predisposed to them so actually it might seem like they have okay gigs no oh okay (laughs) i did i did i did a gig once yeah, um, where was it? It was like a like this posh private members place, mm. and the entire cast of Made in Chelsea were there, right? Which was weird. And then yeah. I got told that one of the cast of Made in Chelsea was trying his first ever stand up gig, <gasps> so that's why they were all there. And it was a was tough it was gig. it Jamie? I don't know any of them. It was a was while ago. So I, no, 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 no. I oh, know him. No, no, no. It's not oh, him. Yeah, that's the one I know. No, it was a, someone else, I think. And uh, so it's tough because they're they're just not that. Is it rude to say they're not that bright? Is that is that a known thing? <laughs> you're, Are they hey, meant you're to the be one, bright? You're the, to, you're the one saying it. You're the one saying it. It's Essex. They're meant to not be bright. I, I don't watch any of them. I don't know anything. But what's? Are they? Br- they're not. Are they? I don't know. They're not. Joel, come on, help me out here. You're leaving me uh, dangling. I'm staying what's the, silent what's due the, to previous what's production ju- credits of mine. What's, what's the... Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I forgot you do their podcast. Okay, so that what that tells me is they are stupid. <laughs> right? Uh, that's, that seems harsh. That does seem overly harsh, Soz. I don't know. What I, I just thought there was a general consensus. That's why people watch, isn't it? Or is that not? Why do they watch uh, Made in Chelsea, Joel? For the, the drama... <laughs> 
for the drama. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, they were they were overly dramatic yes. in the audience. They made it a tough gig. Um, oh, I feel bad now. Does that mean? I, well, no, it can't be mean because I've never seen it. So essentially I'm making a sweeping statement that I know nothing about, which is worse. If anything. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, <clears throat> they they didn't like one-liners. Let's just say that. Okay. But it went fine. It was one of those. It was just, yeah, it's fine. It sort of worked. And then the guy who who was doing his first stand-up gig mm. came onto stage. Okay, I'll, I'll give you three guesses. I bet... Yep. I bet uh, you, you just won't get it, but how did he get onto stage? Three how guesses. did he get on? He, uh, something really posh. He was in a throne and got carried on. No. Um, he pretended to ride a horse. <laughs> no. That's posh, isn't it? What, uh, like Monty Python? <laughs> yeah. No, not with coconuts. I don't know, like a oh. pantomime horse or something. <laughs> um, how did he get onto stage? I mean, there aren't many options. Unless one more like, guess. You've got one more guess. Naked. No. Okay. Riding a Segway. <laughs> and speaking of Segways. Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, Segway. And then, oh, so to make my point, he didn't have a very good gig. So I don't think... But then they're all his friends. So that might make a difference. If it was fans of the show, maybe it would have worked. So you might have a yeah. point there, Joel. I don't know. But go. either way, it's annoying, isn't it? <laughs> Four minutes has taken us to arrive at that. <laughs> well, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? We should probably I've got, I've got the, the same show. water bottle as you, Mark. Oh, yeah. But nice little Brita water filter water bottle. Yeah, it's good. Someone, <laughs> someone, someone... Apple, <laughs> it? I don't, I'm not sure that's the official that's not, name. That's not what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really small font on the box. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Let's, we should crack on with the show then, Joe. We've, yeah. we've spoken too much. I was going to tell you, but I'll tell you afterwards. Let's get on with the podcast. Uh, who have we got this week? Colin Lego. It's Colin Lego. And what is Colin Lego? A pun champion. The UK pun champion to, 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 2019. <laughs> there we go. Bit of fun. And we go in depth about the pun championships. And I found it interesting that... I, I found you it find, interesting. You found it interesting. I think everybody else will find it interesting. Let's just bloody listen to it and let's all go find it interesting, Joel. Have you done any gigs, like proper ones? Ever. No, I haven't done <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs> First time. Um, no, I haven't I haven't stepped into that world um yet. Uh no, because I'm a type one diabetic. Uh, so okay. I'm 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 still being super Which is that? Of the diabetics, because is it the inject yourself or is it the yeah? Okay, because my mum and that are the, the other one. So, are you, is type one to. more at risk with COVID? I'm the proper one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, I know. Um, <laughs> no, I suppose. I suppose in a way, we uh, yeah. Type one is uh, slightly more at risk. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, it's it's tricky so I, I mean i am going out i'm going shopping and you know i'm doing stuff but not putting yourself but, out um, when you don't need to not ne- unnecessarily no at the moment so it's not ideal doing comedy online all the time but if that's what it is at the moment that's what it it's is. a really lockdown a second lockdown isn't going to affect you that much really well you're laughing apart from my san <laughs> <laughs> apart from my sanity a little bit maybe but yeah yeah it's all fine because it but, is- uh, no actually i 
Uh, go on, sorry, man. No, 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 you go. I was going to say, I've really enjoyed the fact that people have embraced the whole uh, Zoom or mm. StreamYard or whatever to do comedy. It's it's kind of, we've all had a steep learning curve, I think, but it's been great. I, I think it will continue, even when it goes yeah. back to normal. Yeah. Just like sometimes, like, with, with a preview or something, mm. if you just haven't had enough previews, you could easily just do a Zoom one now before Edinburgh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. People would, yeah. if, they, if, they're, if they're a fan of yours, they'll just tune in. If you put, you yeah, know, I feel I feel like things like that will happen. Yeah, I, I hope so because there's some good shows around, and uh, it would be a shame if they sort of stopped because they don't work in a live format. Mm. You know, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I mean, especially me- with us, like just to, you don't yeah. technically need to see anyone with most of the stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 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 cause right. we, have we ever actually done a gig together? I don't think we have. No, no. Where are you? And based? I think. Um, well, I'm based in I'm in, I'm in London, but I'm okay. originally from Cor- I'm originally from Cornwall. Um, I know that because I've just and... watched a 2017 clip of the Pun Championships, which we'll come to later. And you, you're, you're, oh, well. there's a there's a running joke about you being from Cornwall and the way you say yeah. it. But you know, go to YouTube, check that out. Bit of fun. <laughs> um, but we'll come back to that. So yeah, so we haven't really gigged together. So I don't. All I know of you is the Pun Championship guy. Yeah. So, yeah. is your regular act puns, or because I know some acts that enter the pun championships aren't pun people, but they can do puns and they like puns, mm. so they just sort of have a crack. So, which are you? Is that your regular act? It's morphed into that. I I would say my my time on stage is split between being slightly known for doing puns. So I get booked for that. Mm. Um, and then the other side of it is uh, more sort of storytelly stuff about me and about um, being an amputee and all that sort of stuff. So I've kind of got two hats. Ah. One is the, one's the amputee guy, yeah. the amputee could be, and one is the pun guy. <laughs> yeah. And one is the pun guy. And sometimes those worlds merge. How um, do they merge though? Do they, how does that go? Like, can you put those two together? Cause sometimes I wouldn't be able to go from doing, so I don't know if I, some people quite often say I'm a pun act, but I don't really see myself as a pun. For me, puns are like really fun, cheesy for mm. like you force a pun. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I, I don't know. Yeah. I, maybe that's just me being snobby because people don't look because people do look down on puns but i like puns but i don't think i do but then i do i guess i don't know it's what is it's all wordplay puns yeah i reckon it is Uh, yeah it is fair enough i do then yeah i I think i think it is (laughs) like i uh, the, the the worlds do collide but i've got i've got to be careful with it because i did a show uh when i when i first um lost my leg in 2014 a year later i did edinburgh and it was all about that really Mm. and because i chose to become an amputee not like i didn't wake up and go (laughs) two legs and way too much but i it was a choice through uh, ill health and um so i did a show about it and right at the end i kind of finished the show uh with this kind of like quite heartfelt thing about how i was much more happy now only having one leg and then I threw in about five leg-based puns okay. over some jolly music, and about a week in, I wasn't getting anything from it. And my te- my te- my text said, "Just don't do those puns at the end. They are not not necessary. Do They're you, not necessary." What, do, do, do they think like 
because the show, I, I mean, I'm guessing the show was quite heartfelt, sort of nice, feel goody sort of show, was it? And then, yeah, does it feel? Because yeah. sometimes I think puns about something serious like that, when you've done all the, <laughs> excuse the pun, the legwork in the uh, <laughs> in the build up, because puns can seem like oh, he's not really, he's not really taking it seriously. Maybe I don't know. This doesn't feel quite. Yeah, I think that's how it came across. Yeah, it was. I mean, I quite like the puns. I still Can you do. Tell us them. But what are they? Uh, what, 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 um, yeah, so uh, I'm a very meticulous amputee. I like to get things right when I'm doing sport. But the other day, I was out jogging and my leg came loose. I mean, I was kicking myself. You know, it's that. Yeah. I can see why that wouldn't work because on it's like in a pun act, that's absolutely fine. And I would think if they in a pun act, if they know you're an amputee, that would still work fine. Yeah. I mean it wouldn't work if you if you weren't, I suppose. But <laughs> but I can see that. That's yeah, it's almost like you've done all yeah. this lovely, nice, beautiful show and they've gone just for sod it, I just put some jokes in at the end. Yeah. That's and then another one which was unnecessary and not and not even <laughs> true. Well <laughs> jokes aren't always true. Um I was at this medical shoe ward and they were throwing out novels to everyone. That it was orthopedic. I mean, you know, people just like I don't care. Because we've done a nice show. Don't do awful puns. So, so when after your was it your sound guy told you just drop the puns? Did you yeah. did you drop them? I did. And did it and, no better? Uh, totally, totally. He did, was right. I mean, did you consider you know, it all throwing them in at the beginning, as in a kind of setting up the vibe and then go seriously though, or did yeah I. I think there was some at the beginning as well. Um, and those few probably did make it throughout the show, sort of peppered mm. all the way through. Um, but yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? In Edinburgh, you like I didn't, I had a director for that, but they, they weren't in Edinburgh. We, they sort of helped me along the preview route. Yeah. And then I had nobody constantly watching the show apart from the tech, who was just a tech, mm. a great technician. Yeah. But he was able to spot that as a thing that didn't work, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... So, so before you became an amputee, were you? Did you do comedy? Yes, uh, and I, I, I mainly did a double act, and oh, run. Okay. I ran, I ran comedy clubs and that isn't kind of thing. Isn't it weird that we never bumped into each other? That's so odd, isn't it? I know. Yeah, it's funny how that. Yeah, happens. we. I used to run a club uh, called Comedy Trumpet, where we had a few nights going on, and uh, that was just a great way to to try out material for other nights. So. Yeah, I was in a double act called Colin and Rob, because <laughs> that was both our names. Invented. And uh, do, do you remember Trevor and Simon from Saturday TV? Uh, yeah, I vaguely do, yeah. We did a gig with Trevor and Simon once. We were on the same bill as Trevor and Simon. And they came up and said, oh, you're Colin and Rob, yeah? And they said, so how did you come up with your name? And I laughed in their face. And they were like, but seriously? I was like, come on, Trevor and Simon. You're Trevor and Simon. Yeah. But, I mean, that gives me the impression that their names aren't Trevor and Simon. Yeah. So they, they, actually... they spent ages. I'd love, like, just, I'd love to be in on that meeting. Like, we've got to come up with a combination of names. <laughs> and Trevor and Simon is what they, Trevor and Simon. Is what they yeah. went with. Well, successful. They all got on TV, didn't they? That's it. That's it. Absolutely. I should. Yeah. Maybe they were called Colin and Rob. They were just worried. We <laughs> Maybe they knew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that it was destined for the what? I don't, whatever gig it was. What gig was it? Oh, it was down. Um, 
it was in Catford at the at the theatre in Catford. I can't remember what the night was called now. And is that double act yeah. no longer? Uh, no, well, no. I mean, I, I'm still good friends with Rob, but we haven't done anything as a double act for about, no, I would say, four or five years oh, now. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. we we will. So so let's talk about the pun championships because I had a Dow on the other day and I didn't even talk about it and I felt uh, <clears> I, I think that was stupid because that's quite an interesting topic. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting one. You, you've never, um, you've never been part of it, have you? No, you, I never. Tr- I didn't really fancy it. No, D- no. I don't, I don't know. It just, I, I kind of. I, when did it start? I can't even remember. Was it like 2015? I think Darren so, won it. So da- Darren was the first one to win it. I think it was 2014, um, and it started in a smaller way, uh, in in terms of audience, than it is now. I think it was a it was in a, a smaller venue and it was very much the stage was in front of the audience the audience were very much you know in rows of seating and it was uh, a standard type of gig but like you in that. that one but no no oh. i i first i first did it in 2017 and that was the year that they moved it to de montfort hall which holds sort of about you know 1200 people 1500 people wow. and they they did it in a boxing ring in the middle of oh, the hall. first time they did that yeah so they they reconfigured the whole hall so it was more gladiatorial yeah <laughs> well as much as yeah. wordplay gladiatorial. <laughs> like eight mile meets i don't know dictionary corner or something um <laughs> yeah and it, it was much more of a spectacle they wanted it to be the, one of the main shows, as it had been for the Leicester Comedy Festival, so they made it much bigger, with pyrotechnics, with this big boxing ring, and I stood in the middle of it. Yeah, so that's mm. odd. So you can't, you can't really, you can't really prepare for that as a gig. No, because quite and often, to be honest, I'll go to a new yeah. comedy club, and it can take me a show or two to get like fully comfortable on there. I mm. mean, I don't think people notice, but. Like just just knowing where the audience are, what the stage is like, where's the, where the lighting mm. is, but mm. but like a, a boxing ring with everybody, it's in the round, was it? Everyone was all the way around. Yeah, you, you're on, you got audience on all sides, so on all four sides, and I, I wasn't really aware what they were going to do when I turned up because I'd watched Darren uh, on video winning it in 2014. Mm. I watched um, Leo Cass. winning it the mm. year later, and. Uh, turned up and there was this boxing ring and I was like, oh, you could have told the amputee <laughs> that I now need to climb through some oh, ropes. No. Yeah. So straight away, I was a bit thrown. How, I mean, did you, how, so did you ask, did you practice beforehand? Like knowing a route? Because I'm a, big, a li- I'm a big wrestling fan and they say that like whenever like a fan like runs in the ring when they're not meant to or anything like that, you can always sort of tell it's not part of the show because you really don't understand how difficult it is to get in a ring. Yeah. Yeah. We did have a little practice uh, before and I practiced two or three times, like swinging my right leg over in front of me to get in. And then do I do it backwards or do I just roll in like some kind of hippo, you know? Um, So I I found the best route and the best way in and and stuck with it. But yeah, it did throw me a little. (laughs) I was thrown. Wow. Blimey. So, so you did it 2017. 2018 yes and then you won it 2019 2019 yeah yeah start with it good job yeah and i think um it's it's a good like you said you know you you, it's not you don't think it's really for you i don't think it is for everyone 
I and I was unsure doing it in 2017 because I'm not a big fan of competitions really. Yeah. Um, but it was a, such a good feel. They had a really nice vibe to the evening, and the audience are so much there for puns. Mm. So even even your worst pun, yeah, gets a pretty I mean, good reaction. I mean, I, I mean, I I watched your clip, and that you you so, so let's actually before we go into it, let's go through the um. What's, what, how does it work? How does how does the whole show work? And then we can talk about it. That'd be easier, I think. Mm. So they they ask for entries, and you submit your entries via video links and via um, just sending in a whole load of puns. And then from however many entries they get, the Leicester Comedy Festival then whittle it down to their favourite eight people, mm. um, just through elimination in in their office or whatever. And so the eight of you are then in this final in this boxing ring and it's the the quarterfinals are four lots of two so there's you and another person mm-hmm. across the ring and you you pun it out uh, on a um you, you've had time to write down your puns you don't know what topic you're going to get out of the 20 or 30 topics they give you oh so oh so you've got preparation time to so you've got all the topics and you have to write how many jokes on each topic they they say you should write five. I wrote about sort of eight or nine, ten jokes. Wow, you know, that's a lot to remember. Isn't um, it? It's quite a lot in it, yeah. And then you, but you don't know on the night what subject is going to be pulled out. It's pulled out of a hat or a bin or something by the audience. Yeah. And so then you suddenly got to go. Oh, what are all my jokes on <laughs> uh, penguins or whatever it is? Oh, um, five jokes and on then, penguins. Jesus. I mean, I bet some of them don't, don't fly. Yeah, yeah, there we go. go. I bet that one was used. (laughs) Top of the bill. Okay. Um, And then you and the the other person pun it out for four or five jokes with a host in the middle. It was was, uh, Jason Byrne. Oh, yeah, he does it, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, and then the audience cheer for their favourite punner. Mm. And that person goes through to the next round uh, of the evening, which is the um, semi-final. No, yeah, semi-final. Uh, so the four, the four of you then are in the semi-final. Same again, and then the two people that are left do the actual final. Okay. Um, yeah. That's okay. That's cool. So that's yeah. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> so go back to what I was going to say. The um, you said about the audience are there for puns, which is great. Like because obviously that's they know what they're getting. I expect they come back every year now as well because it's like an event in the festival. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it shows because, like, a lot of the more forced puns were getting better reactions than what I'd say were better jokes. And I yeah. guess because you have to do five, at least five on each topic, it's going to get more forced. Because, I mean, how many jokes do you do about penguins? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's going to get stupid. But I wrote down one of your punchlines, and I just want to see if you can remember what the setup was. So the topic okay. was beer. Yeah. And you, you your punchline was... Crow Nan Berg, oh, as in Cronenberg. Yeah, I, I, I just loved. I loved. <laughs> I just loved, and the way he delivered it was so. Yeah, I know, but I've gone there. <laughs> and uh, I will try and work my way through that setup. I've never told that pun again. I don't think. <laughs> of course that not. Inter- interest, <laughs> interestingly, because yeah, it's a. And it went it down was well. so forced. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. I, I, did I see a blackbird eating some Italian? Uh, not Italian. Blackbird eating some. Oh, was it Indian Nan? Flatbread. Oh, it was Nan, not Nan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Cronenberg. Was it? Not, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I wrote it down wrong. On a, yeah, I mean, on a ice, <laughs> on ice or something, was it? Yeah, on ice or something, on floating <laughs> ice. So you just you just take all the elements of Cronenberg and then just oh, make it awful. Yeah, not a good one. That's I didn't. So I didn't great. win in 2017. No, did you get? Where did you, you got to the semi? Did you? I did. Yeah. So Cronenberg yes. and, got you through. That was yeah, in the first round. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the level. That's the level we're talking at. I think the uh, hashtag yeah. for this episode should be hashtag Cronenberg. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's interesting though because I think. Uh, having done it in 17 and then 2018 by 2019 i worked out what you had to do mm. and because you've only got five puns it's that whole thing of like how you structure a set yeah and we all have our own ways of doing that but because it's such a short set i realized that because it's audience reaction you had to do your killer pun <laughs> at the end and not oh, you know yes. yeah because because then they've remembered that as a good thing, and they're like, "Hooray, he's great!" Yeah, and uh, you've just told a load of nonsense before that. But, oh yeah. wow, good tactics! Oh, you're giving it away yeah. now. Next oh, year's going to be terrible. a hot competition. <laughs> now everyone knows the secrets. <laughs> so, so you, so you, so let's go through the process of that then. So, so, I mean, I'm sure with the topics, you probably go, do you go through the topics and think, "What have I already got on those?" Yeah. So you get given. Um, the topics I would say probably about two or three weeks before and the, the annoying thing is you know you've got these 20 or 30 topics and you know that on the night you might only end up being asked to do jokes on five or six of those topics mm. but you've got to write all these jokes on on, on them all just in case and uh, so I went through all you know all the things I already had and it's that sort of delicate balance do you try and change a joke to force it into a topic yeah so if, if the if the topic's america but i've got a joke on cars <laughs> and i go i was driving a car in america <laughs> and yeah, then you, yeah, yeah. But, so it's just finding a, a balance of do i do that or do i just write new jokes yeah so that was i mean that must it's a good process to get into like practice for writing mm. i'd have thought because you're sort of forcing yourself you have to do it absolutely yeah and and some of the topics they they throw at you are, are ones where you wouldn't necessarily think about writing jokes for like they they kept there was stuff that was happening in the news all the way through those years be it uh harry and Meghan or mm. prince philip crashing his car or whatever they always wanted jokes on the royal family and i ah. i never written, written jokes on the royal family so it does force you to go into topics and areas where you just have to think a little bit outside your comfort zone um and i try and do that now like every week or every now whenever i want to write a new set of jokes i pick something a new topic where i i just don't know much about it and then just try and and work something out from that what would you do you just go or just research words yeah. associated to the thing yeah pick, pick a subject um like mythology mm. or whatever or something because i'm quite stupid i don't know much about mythology so you know you go that and, makes you stupid. and work <laughs> I think that's a harsh critique. Uh, I'm not well read, let's say. Um, and then, then, then you work, you work some out from that. I had a royal family joke that I could never really get to work properly, but I still think there's something in it. Because you know, you get king size beds and you get queen size beds. You also get air beds. 
and the air that is to me as an idea that's perfect yeah. i can't it's, it's perfect but i can't yeah. i've tried so many different ways like i think you know i use charles because he is the air yes and i don't think people just associate charles and the and the word air mm. because it's been so long he's been mm. the air Mm. Yeah, I I think there was one in there about uh, uh, Prince Charles having a wig because he's the heir to the throne. I mean, <laughs> something like that. But so maybe in that setup, you'd have to mention you know, king beds, queen beds, mm. and because Charles is second in line, he uses an air bed. Oh, you mean know. Spe- you know what? I ha- do have this issue where I try to be too clever sometimes and make it harder for the audience because mm. as an audience member i like that when you have to do a bit of work yeah. but sometimes i've gone someone's gone you just need to really simplify that and spread it out a bit more and i've gone oh yeah but it's too much and then it hits like <laughs> no other joke and i'm like oh maybe i should go through all my jokes yeah. and try and do this yeah you're right spread it out more get across second in line second in line first in line because first in line first in line first in line yeah because because the word count goes up but it yeah it makes the joke it doesn't matter sometimes if the setup if the workout goes up if it's for me i find that if the rhythm of the first if as long as there's a big difference between the setup and the punch in how long so the fact that you go has he he uses an air bed that's quite short isn't it so i'm not as bothered sometimes about that that might work i'm gonna i'm gonna write that down actually right yeah well done I think, yeah, spread it yeah. out more. Because I think sometimes people just don't make the jump for air, mm. as in air to the throne. Because, I mean, mm. it's not really used that much anymore. No. It's not important, no. is it? No. No. I, I had I had one on uh, the royal family, which uh, I tried a few times at pr- uh, uh, previews and testing stuff out oh, okay. for let's, the punt. Before we go to the joke, let's talk about that quick. So, so. Mm. So you write all these jokes in a certain amount of time. So is that what you do? You'll then go to a, a new act or a new material night to try things? Yeah, yeah. or uh, because I've been around for a bit, you kind of know um, promoters and, and people that run nights who don't mind you coming on and trying 120 gags. Oh, that's a long, that's an hour. <laughs> it, it is, but you kind of got to burst through them and just see tick, tick, tick. Or... So when you're doing that, is that... Because of what we said earlier about when they come to the pun-off, the, or the, whatever mm. it's called, the UK pun championships, they're, they're wanting that. So they're going to enjoy them more than a regular comedy club audience. So do you take it into consideration when you're trying stuff? Yes, I, I do. I, I, you, you know that you are given a little bit of uh, extra slack um to and uh, you know something might work a bit better because everyone's there for puns mm. like I, I last when, when i won it in 2019 i did two or three of these nights where i just said can i come on and just try this and one was great and for some reason like i was the only person on the bill doing wordplay and puns but the audience were totally up for it and because mm. i kind of set it up as like let's get through these as quick as we can yeah. and see if we can have a great time almost all of all of them worked and i walked away from that saying well i could do all of those that's a nightmare um <laughs> i did another one oh so you, are week. you also trying to decide out of the nine which five you do yeah oh yeah, yeah. i didn't even think about that right yeah so so you you have your you know 
excess puns and you try and whittle them down to numbering them one two three four and five and getting your best yeah from that um but then yeah the next week or whatever i did another gig and uh they just they weren't a punny audience they were just there for you know more straight stand-up type mm. stuff and sketch and uh, none of them were so <laughs> just it, what you it, want just before swings and roundabouts isn't it yeah <laughs> i was thinking that like it's going on with a list of jokes like that must be quite after a little while the audience are gonna flag but yeah. then i thought like if you're stopping after five to ten jokes and then giving them a new topic it almost does reset a little bit mm. so the audience has got mm. another thing to focus on oh these are about beer oh these are about penguins do you know what i mean rather than just random random and- random and to be honest i think it worked better when i tried it because I know, I know the process is for me to find the best jokes, but I also want to entertain people. So I want it to work for them as well. So when it did work in those nights, I made sure that um, there was like a TV screen or a projector or whatever. And I had a little PowerPoint with a clicker and it just said the topic on the back wall. Oh, so they perfect. knew that nice. this section was about the military or yeah, you know, yeah. beer. And that helped because um, otherwise they forget what they're But they don't they're have, they to. don't set that up like that on the actual show do they, they just say it do they yeah no, yeah visually the audience aren't being told but jason Byrne, who oh. has been hosting it mm. is very good he just says yeah. it a few times at the start you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh cool so what joke was you, you were going to say about um a royal family joke that didn't didn't work on the night did you say or yeah because it there's too much setup like I, okay. a bit like what we're saying about your airbed um Gosh, I can't remember the wording now, but it was something like the young royals like to hang on, hang on. <laughs> I haven't got it written down in front of me. The young royals, I, I can have it right written down in front of me because I have my book from the 2017 Bun Championships. Oh, you got okay, cool. Oh, that was a that's, that's, oh, here, 2017, was it? Here we go, here we go. The young royals like to put their heavy units of weight in specific places. <laughs> William puts this to the right. Harry puts his to the left, and Kate Middleton. <laughs> Flipping it. Oh my! <laughs> Middleton. That's so. That's... So, did that make it through to the actual night? <laughs> it. I think because I didn't have many on the royal family, it did make it into the final five. <laughs> but it wasn't the last one, to be sure. Yeah. Did um? Did royal family come up a few times each year? Yeah, or it was either – so uh, the royal family came up because uh, the Queen had a birthday or something. And then uh, it came up again because Harry and Meghan moved to Canada. So okay. they wanted it to be about puns about the royal family and Canada that year as well. So <laughs> Oh, they right. So that's, yeah. they just – whatever's topical, they – Try and keep it topical, yeah. Okay. Can you, uh, can you think of any others on the night that didn't hit? Being that this is a show about jokes that don't yeah. work. <laughs> well, I was thinking about this. I made I made a note of a few that were a bit kind of, uh, or I haven't done again. And I think some of it is to do with the audience need to have some knowledge that I think they should have for yeah. it to work. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a really quick one. And it's because I grew up in the 80s. So Jim Bowen, this isn't about the royal family, but Jim Bowen, Jim Bowen. I'd consider him my royal po- family. Uh, he, well, he is. He's yeah. He, Jim Bowen <laughs> nicked my pocket money and gave me a wedgie. 
you can't beat a bit of bully because he was being a bully. Yeah. Now, for that to work, you need to know that that is a catchphrase of Jim Bowen from the 80s. <laughs> Could he say it? I don't think that'll save it, to be honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's not going to save it, Mark. <laughs> now, whether it's just so unfunny because it's Bowen unfunny. Was the topic? No, darts was. Oh, okay. Darts, darts was a topic. And, and jokes like, simpler jokes like, um, the day I turned into a, a set of darts, I was thrown. You okay. know, oh, that, I they like were they were much better than my wordy jokes. Did you, you know? find that sometimes the other person did your joke before you did? Because, like, if you're given the topic that's so specific, someone could come up with the f- thrown. Oh, Do you know I mean, quite easily, yeah. you'd think. Hundred percent. Yeah, and that and that's why I think they suggest you write more than five. Oh, so yeah. If the other person says a version of or you know exactly what you were going to say you can then revert to plan b a little bit mm. yeah oh blimey okay. so i think i think i think that's also why i went a little bit more obscure with yeah. these because then it's more it's unlikely someone's going to come up with that for many many reasons <laughs> about so, jim bowen so did you what was your secret to win in 2019 did the did you like did just good topics happen to come up that you you'd nailed or did you just get it right, the order and everything? I think I got the order right. I'd realised by that time, I, I think I'm a likeable person on stage anyway without sounding too big-headed. I think I cut, my persona is to be quite chirpy and likeable. Yeah. But I, re- I realised that the audience love to have a, a nice connection with you. So I made sure that you know I was pleasant with them as soon as I got in the ring and I had a little bit of banter with whoever was in the front row. Yeah. And... Um, and a little secret here, and I'll tell you, Mark, because you yeah, know, no, this it's just this. me, just me and you, <laughs> just me and you. Um, I, I decided that uh, I had never mentioned in the competition that I was an amputee before because it hadn't, yeah. I hadn't needed to come up. And uh, but for me, being an amputee, that's quite a big persona for me on stage when I'm not in the competition, right? Yeah, so, okay. I wrote some jokes, or I had some jokes, which I thought uh, there are many topics that could come up that I could almost crowbar this in. Nice. And so then it's I a lot more personal. So it's they're getting a bit more from you, aren't they? They're getting a bit of you, yeah. And I wasn't going for a sympathy vote because that's not my thing. But I thought if they know a bit about you, they might, Connect. you know. And yeah. and and, and, th- and those jokes are very personal to me. So. For example, the royal family came up and um, I managed to crowbar in a few amputee jokes because I said, oh, Prince Harry, he runs the Invictus Games. Oh, there we go. And then you're straight into when I was in the Invictus Games, blah, 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 you know. Um, ah, and, clever. Yeah. So you're I not mean, stupid. Bit... <laughs> <laughs> Proven. There you go. I mean, it's a bit of crowbarry, and it's not, you know, that's not everyone's thing. But uh, it, I mean, I think the audience liked it because it was something different. And, and it that's was an angle personal. that no one else was going to do. Absolutely. So it wasn't route one yeah. at all. No. Did you have any I mean, others, other topics where you could crowbar it in? Um, oh, gosh. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yes, I did. I did. So uh, cheese came up. Hang on. Let me guess. No, I, I, I can't. I, hang on. 
Uh, I can't. I cannot think of a link. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, so uh, to set it up like I would to get the amputee thing is, I was like, oh, you know, um, talking about the subject of cheese, you know, I'm a below, I'm a baloney amputee. So, uh, and I and I'd probably show them my leg quickly. <laughs> then I would say, so I can't eat cheese because I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, that's perfect. Colin Lego! Ooh. Hashtag Awuga! Colin Lego. Good stuff. Interesting. Loved it. Jokes. So, uh, any feedback about the episode at Jokes with Mark across all social media? We'd love to hear from you, don't we, Joel? I do. You do, and I do. You say that yeah. like I don't, but we, we do. We both do. It's collective. We do. Um, so, if you. Oh, I've got to tell you what. Go, if you enjoyed that episode, go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Go on, throw us one. Go on, do it. I dare go you. On. Go on. Go on. Go on, do it. Uh, uh, I was just going to tell you before. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, but we, we overran in the intro, Joel. I'm living in the countryside again. I just moved. Woo! Yeah, and the internet works. That's exciting. Is, that was a worry. So that's good. About to go on a little walk. Lovely. What country. are you hoping to see? Oh, I see everything around here, mate. Foxes. Mm. Oh, yeah. Badgers. Oh yeah, deer. Yeah, really, deer. No, no, there's just old people, old deers. <laughs> rubbish, rubbish joke. Sorry, Joe. Let, I'll let the podcast down with that joke then. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? It's nice not having pollution about. 
that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm taking from it. I've been here a week. My skin's cleared up. Sometimes yeah. I, you get a bit of that old skin reaction from the old pollution. Yeah, you do. Not I anymore. definitely do. I yeah. look bloody. I tell you what, I look. I look bloody lovely right now. I, I was thinking that actually. I thought you maybe put some sort of filter on, but it turns out that filter is good old country air. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is sponsored by the countryside. <laughs> oh, we have fun, don't we, Joe? Um, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, anything? Would you, would you want to add anything, Joe? Before we not really, leave mate. Everybody, no, no. Oh, right. I think everyone's had a nice time. Yeah, I think everyone's had a nice time. If you had a nice time, let us know if you had a nice time. Well, guess what? I had the other day. I had someone tweet me, "I'm here." Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. yeah, we said that at the end of an episode ages ago, didn't we? Yeah. So people are going back. That's nice. Glad you yeah. enjoyed the old episodes. Um, oh, did I tell you this? I was at no. a gig the other day. Did I tell you this? I might have told you this on the podcast. No, I was at a gig the other day and an audience member walked past and went, hashtag awoke. Amazing. And they walked off. I was like, that's oh, so good. Yeah, that is cool, isn't it? How exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I gave him a big hug. <laughs> I meant to do that. I didn't really. Any no. Before you were sending any complaints, uh, just just making a little, little quip. Uh, anything more for you, Joe? Nothing more for me, Mark. Anything more for me, Mark? Nothing for me, Joe. Hashtag Uyghur, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.